episode four. I know you guys have been excited to hear my voice again in your earphones. So here I am. I'm here for you guys. Truly. Today is my birthday. Woo! Happy birthday, happy birthday to me. It's been the best birthday. I'm on an eight-week challenge. I can't really do much, but I did go training today, stuck to my meal plan, didn't have any cake. I can save that for November the 9th when I've lost another 10 kgs because currently I've lost 6.9 kgs in the three weeks that I've been doing what I'm doing. I'm really proud of myself. Um, but yeah, today I decided to talk about a subject that I struggle to get through when I'm in front of the camera. Let's finally talk about grief. It's been a subject that's really been heavy on my mind. And to be honest, it's one of the many reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because being in front of the camera is quite confronting for me, believe it or not, when I'm talking about my parents and when I'm talking about a grief that just never ends. Like people think, <clears throat> people think there's like a magic potion or people think there's something that you can do to get through it quickly. I hate to break it to you, but there is absolutely nothing and grief does not go away. The person I'm going to speak to speak about tonight is my dad. When I speak about my dad, it it breaks my heart because I miss him terribly. I miss him today, especially being my birthday and all, because he'd be the first one to call and the last one I'd speak to at the end of the day. I was thinking about him today. I'm, I'm like 38 now. And I'm in the middle of planning my wedding. And all I could think about was how life has moved on for us. You know, we're moving in life. But I have so many moments that I just sit there and I cry. I cry because I miss them, especially my dad. I miss the fact that life is going good for us, you know, things are happening, things are moving, and we can't share it with the one person who sacrificed everything for us. It's been eight years since my dad passed away eight years this year since he's been gone and it still hurts like it happened yesterday. I still remember being woken up early hours of the morning for one of us to come and identify his body and the feeling, the emotions I was going through I couldn't do it, and to be honest, I was hoping it wasn't him. When my sister called, she goes, 
more is dead. I keep asking her, are you sure? Are you sure it's him? And she said, yeah. I'm at the morgue and I'm staring straight at him. I said to her, can you wake him up? Can you tell him that we need him? Please, don't give up. Please make sure he's gone. And that keeps replaying in my head, even eight years later. There is nothing anyone can say or do that makes me feel better about the situation. Losing my dad was a tough blow for us because he was our only parent left. And if I'm going to be honest, I did not think my dad was going to go anywhere. We lost our birth mom, our second mom, and my sister. And I, to, and like as weird as it sounds, I just thought my dad was never going to leave us. And I sit back and I think about times that we had our conversations and how he couldn't wait for us to like be living our dreams and he would be going between our houses and we'd be sending him more and more money because this guy, he was the best. He was a songwriter, a musician. He was a chief, a matai. He could do anything. You know, if my dad wanted to do something, he'd put his mind to it and make it happen. And I think that's where I get it from. <laughs> where you can think you can do anything you put your mind to. And I miss him. I just miss him so much. You know, I've had a lot of moments throughout this year. And I cry because I've realized that through grief, every single moment from that time forward is bittersweet. When great things happen to me, all my siblings, we're celebrating because we're like, yes, we're achieving our dreams. And then we're quickly reminded that the person that sacrificed his dreams for hours isn't here to reap the rewards of his sacrifice and it just brings us back down to earth I can't believe that he's not here I sometimes think that he's gone away and he'll be back but as we get older, I realize he's not coming back. We'll never get to hear his voice anymore. I'll never get to be able to experience giving him everything he wants. My dad sacrificed so much for us. And he loved us more than 
anything. And when he left, I knew for that's the only thing I knew for certain. That at the end of his life, he fought to stay. I know that in my heart, he never wanted to leave us. Since we were little, we were everything to him. And I knew, and I think that comforts me to know, that right till the very end, he tried to hold on. Ta'a, Tana Ave, Swangyu, Filippo was the most loving man. He was also the funniest. He was also the kind of man that you could joke with until he was the butt of the joke and then it wasn't funny anymore. My relationship with my dad was funny because I always went against what he said. I always debated against him. We always had, you know, back and forth. He would be like, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but what about the others? You know, and I'd just give him a hard time. But he was so used to it because he'd shut me up. He'd be like, so, you know, and remind me of my place. <laughs> I didn't like being in. <laughs> And, you know, I think to myself, he lived an amazing life. It was a hard life full of grief. You know, he lost two wives and a daughter. And then he lost his father as well in that mix. And he just, he looked sad. I knew he was sad. But he never showed it. Like... I wish I could have sat down with him and asked him if he was okay. It would have taken some load off of him. But I think we're all too busy dealing with our own grief that we forgot to ask him if he was alright. His only concern was us, his children. I wrote a letter to him, I think last year. So I'm going to read that. First of all, I miss you so much. Your laugh, your jokes, your mocks, our fights over breakfast and how fussy I am. Your stories about life back in Samoa and how you manage, how you manage to get out of trouble every single time. The stories about your hard life in Samoa, which I know low-key was to shade me, to make me feel bad because I can sometimes be ungrateful. Your big smile, your ability to make everyone around you feel loved and special. Your love for those who treated you bad in the past. The forgiveness you show to those who hurt you. When you drive me to work because I think I'm a princess. <laughs> when you show up at your reception and tell the world that my daughter is a 30-year-old baby because she wants to be picked up and chopped off. When you bring me lunch, when you cook dinner, clean, do the washing, 
You were always a man who never complained if something needed to be done. You just did it with a smile. The list goes on. We just miss you. Your presence was larger than life. I'm sitting at my new job. You would have been proud of me. I went off and I lived my life in Melbourne for two years. I had to learn everything you did for me. Retro warrant, change my tires, check the oil for my car, pay bills, cook my own dinner, and drive myself everywhere. You left such a big hole in my life. I wish you were still here so you can sigh heavily <laughs> and say, finally, my 30-year-old daughter is independent. Dad, I always was. You just didn't let me be. And to be honest, I didn't have to because you were always there. I'm back home. I couldn't live away from my siblings anymore because they reminded me of you in so many ways. We all have your characteristics, personalities, and given nature, giving nature, and I missed it. I thought I could heal on my own. You know me, always think I have the answers. But it didn't, necessarily. It just exposed more pain, and then I started the excruciating process of trying to work things out on my own. Life is hard without you. I didn't realize how much you took on. I wish I asked you more if you were okay. I wish I carried more of your stresses. I wish I carried your heartache for you. I miss you. I look at your pictures and I smile because smiling was your thing. It's how you communicated. You smile first and then you had your way with people. They trusted you. We trusted you. I have accepted I will never get to hear your voice anymore. I'll never get to give you hugs. I'll never get to talk to you and hear you support me, even my dumbest decisions today. I'll never get to hear the wisdom you provide and I'll never see you again. I go back to all our good times and memories that kept you alive in my heart. There is so much happening in my life and sometimes I wake up crying because you've only seen me go through the worst in life and you were my rock during those times. So for me to go through the best times of my life and not being able to say, Dad, we did it, makes me sad. I can only imagine how happy you would be for me I know you'd be right here saying, see, I told you it gets better. I told you to hold on, hold on. Life only breaks you down to bring you up. And it pains me because life gave you the toughest battles. And before you could reap the rewards of your sacrifices, you were taken from us. Sometimes I think it's not fair, but I know you'd say I was happy because I got to be a father to you and your siblings. That was your answer to everything. Dad, I will miss you forever. I will mourn your loss for the rest of my life. I know even though you're physically not here, you're forever looking out for us. I feel your presence even every now and again. I know you're there. 
I see your heart in my siblings. I see your talents in them. And I see you in all of them. I love you, I love you, and I love you. Thank you for always raising the bar and showing me what a man looks like and how a man should love. I'll miss you. I miss you. I'll see you in my dreams. This is what grief sounds like. It's a pain that doesn't leave you. It's a pain that stays there, but it's not so visible. It's only when things are happening in your life it comes back up. Today I'll be missing my dad a lot. And then tomorrow I'll go about my day, get things done. And, you know, I may not cry for the rest of the week missing him. And then something will trigger it, a memory, a picture, or something my siblings say, or someone that my dad knew, I'd see something that triggers my memory. And then it takes me back. You know, I have a lot of happy memories with my dad. But the one that is always there is the memory of saying goodbye to him. When they were burying him, I wanted to jump in. Honestly, like at first when I saw people do that, you know, when they try and jump in, when the coffin's going down into the mud, I was always like, I'm dramatic. <laughs> Not sad, jokes. But then, you know, reality hit me when I had to do it three or four times with my parents and realized that, man, this is the last time I'll ever see their face again. This is what grief is. I miss my dad terribly. And every year I post about him on his birthday, on Father's Day. And when I miss him a lot. And I think for me, as part of my grief healing, is to make sure I never forget him. Make sure that he's always relevant in my life, through stages of my life. You know, when I met Junior, even as I plan my wedding, you know, I have to make sure there's something there of, that reminds me of him, you know, and have a moment of silence for my parents and have their pictures displayed. I never want them to be forgotten. And, you know, as I head towards my dream, I want to keep remembering them. And I want to take them with me in my heart, no matter where I go. And for me, that keeps them alive. I do want to say, though, if you're going through it and, and you think, oh my gosh, when does it end? I'm going to tell you now, it doesn't end. You just have to go through the process. You know, your time, your crying time, 
you know, there's a lot more space in between your crying time. I think that's the only thing that changes. But everything you do from that point forward will be bittersweet. You know, and I, to be honest, I've accepted the fact that I will forever in my life be 50% happy and 50% sad. And I know that sounds depressing, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because if I don't have that 50% sad, I will forget about my parents. And I don't want to forget about them. You know, that I miss them. Life is different. And I'm so grateful that my dad taught me everything that he did teach me while here. He taught us how to hustle. He taught us how to make things happen. He gave us an amazing work ethic. And he said, you know, nothing good comes easy. So we've just lived with everything that he's taught us and survived by it. So if you're going through it, you know, I'm sending you a lot of love because the grief doesn't leave. Sometimes we just put it to the side to get through the day or we don't think about it to get us through the week. But it's there. In a moment when there's no noise, we start to reminisce and then memories come through and then you have your moment. And it's okay to have your moment. I Having your moment is necessary when it comes to grief. You need to have it. And it's just a reminder that they were here. Damn, sis, you've been talking for 22 minutes. On that note, I just wanted to give you guys a glimpse of grief and what it looks like. I will always have my moments. I will feel them and then I'll pack it back up and keep moving through life. It's important to feel it. Because if you don't, it just gets overwhelming. And then, you know, it builds up. And next thing you know, you've lost a week. So I want to thank you guys for being here, for supporting me. I'm so thankful and so grateful for all the support I've received since I did this um, podcast. It's been amazing. I will learn how to edit a little bit better and listen before I upload. But, you know, I told you guys from the beginning, I wanted to be genuine, transparent and honest. You know, I wanted you guys to see the real me. This is the real me. Well, you know, I share the real me all the time. But I'm so grateful and thankful. Thank you for coming back. If you're going through it or if you need a friend to talk about grief or loss, you know, I'm always here. I'm always here to hear you cry, vent, or just to listen, because that's the most important. I'll be back with another episode. This time I'll be trying to touch on mental health, 
because I know that um, grief and mental health is directly, if like, you know, they're kind of like, one, one is like the, you know what, I don't even make sense, but I know grief has played a big part in affecting my mental health. But we will talk about that on the next episode because I've been reminded that I can't record more than 30 minutes in this web browser. Rude. But thank you so much. I love you guys a lot. Please check in on your family members or your friends that have lost someone. And you know, just all you have to ask is, are you okay? How are you doing? How's life? You know, try not to talk directly about their grief. Or, you know, send a funny meme or something. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a conversation. Send a link to something funny. I'm so grateful and thankful. And I love you guys a lot. Thank you for joining Ems West's West's podcast. And I will be back for another episode. Signing off. Sayonara. No jokes. Have a great night. And we'll see you again. Bye.